everyone and welcome to the Rups Podcast. We're so excited and thankful to have you back listening to our next episode. Before we get started, I want to say thank you for all, all the support and the kind reviews that people have left for our podcast. If you are available to maybe leave a review on Apple or Spotify, it just helps the podcast and helps get it more out there and for other people to listen and just create the community and make the community bigger and possibly help other athletes that are struggling or just anyone that needs to listen to a podcast. I'm Charlie and today we are doing something a little different. I'm going to be interviewing someone. She is an ex-swimmer, ex-athlete, also a five-time All-American and she's also one of my best friends since we were about age two. Um, I'm really excited to have her on here today because, well, Julie and I want to use this platform and this podcast to bring on other athletes and allow them to share their stories and have other athletes relate to um, other people's stories better and maybe just hear a different perspective and get some other opinions from other athletes. Um, Now I'm going to introduce to you guys Gwen Ledrick. Hi guys, my name is Gwen Ledrick. I'm super excited to be here today <laughs> to talk with you guys. As Charlie said earlier, we've been best friends since we were about two. So I have lots of sports stories with Charlie, but I'm really excited to share my story and some thoughts and hopefully help some of you guys through your transition out of sports. So as I was saying, Gwen is an ex-athlete, ex-swimmer. And Gwen, can you just like tell us a little bit about your background with swimming and how you started into it and then a little bit about just what your schedule is like growing up for swimming and then once you got into college? Yeah, so most of my life I was actually a soccer player. That's how I met Charlie. Um, We were doing little pre-K soccer since we were like two. So most of my life I was doing half the year soccer, half the year swim, And pretty much that was practices every day, whether that was swim practice in the morning, soccer in the afternoon. I was doing sports pretty much 24-7. And I got to my sophomore year of high school, and I actually tore my ACL playing soccer. So that quickly ended my soccer career. But I kind of fell back on swimming. It was something I always had. It was something I always did. Um, So I actually decided to start taking that a little bit more seriously towards the end of high school. Eventually got recruited to swim at John Carroll University and made that transition to swimming year-round competitively. Um, but in terms of schedule, <laughs> you pretty much that's all you were doing. You had practices every day, lifting every day, meets on weekends. So it, swimming pretty much consumed my whole adolescent and adult life. It's actually super interesting because I've known Gwen forever, and I did not know that she used to identify herself more as a soccer player than a swimmer because to me and probably to the eye of most other people, she is known as a swimmer. And as we were talking about in our last episode, I feel like maybe that could have a toll on her. So, Gwen, I'm just curious, like, has this swimmer identity um, affected you in any way since growing up? Because you are, as I said before, a five-time All-American. So I'm not sure if that could, like, leave any weight on your shoulders or hang over you in some aspect because you're such an amazing swimmer and maybe that could like deep down affect you in some sort of mental way. That's a good question. I guess my whole life I have identified as a swimmer. And I remember growing up, I would have conversations with my dad and he'd be like, you need to find other ways to identify yourself because one day you're not going to be a swimmer. And that really hit me after I graduated. I mean, identifying as a swimmer my whole life, I think definitely helped in terms of getting a job, meeting people, kind of having some recognition around campus. People kind of knew I was like, Glenn Ledrick, she's a swimmer. 
But after I graduated, it's definitely been a struggle because I can't identify as a swimmer. I'm more of a coworker, a friend, trying to kind of find some way to fulfill that identity that I once had. That's actually really good. And if you're listening, and I mentioned in the last episode, when you're done playing your sport, it can be really difficult to find a new identity. And it's okay to find your identity in several other things. Like as Gwen is just mentioning, a coworker and a friend, it's actually better to self-identify yourself as more than one thing and then use these characteristics as something else were you ever like super anxious about being done with swimming or having like what was your process like because I know for me when I was done playing or in this process right now it's kind of hard to see myself as anything other than a soccer player even though you are like two years ahead with being done with swimming like when you were eventually done with your last swim meet, swim meet can you tell us what like it, how you felt what it was about and how you kind of shifted out of this amazing swimmer. So I was the complete opposite from you. I was so excited to be done swimming. I mean, I was so drained, burnt out. We had weird years with COVID my last two years. So by the time I was done and I had my last race, I was like crying of tears of joy. Like I, I could not have been happier to be done. And I had probably the, after I was done swimming, I probably had the best like two, three months of my life finishing out college and finally feeling like a normal college student. But I think soon after you kind of start to miss the things that you got when you were in your sport. Like I was craving that community, the competitive edge. So that's what I've struggled with the most now is I was really happy when I was done, but there was still like kind of a hole and a void that I'm trying to fill. Which I think is what a lot of athletes do struggle with is finding kind of that hole to fill because this whole time you identify yourself as this player but also as someone who's normally surrounded by a team and around resources. And I'm just curious, Gwen, like has anyone really reached out to you at all? Like maybe some ex-coaches or ex-athletic directors or anything like that? I'm just curious because I know no one has reached out to me, which is fine, but at the same time you're given all these resources when you're playing and then when you're done like I've mentioned several times, no one ever reaches out to you. And that could also be a fact because you're not used to handling things on your own when you're surrounded by all these amazing resources and this team. And So I, I feel like I was really blessed with my college experience in sports. Our, I went to a smaller D3 school and it was a very tight-knit community. And I still live in the same Cleveland area, so I think that's worked to my benefit a little bit with staying in touch but yeah, I mean, I talked to my co-worker, not co <laughs> a little far removed from that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, my teammates will still touch in here and there. My friends that I was close with on the team will try to meet up and get coffee every so often. Um, sometimes the younger swimmers on the team will reach out and be like, and even the coaches, I had a great relationship with them. So every so often we'll actually touch base, we'll get coffee, we'll just chat on the phone. So I, I feel really lucky that I was able to have those resources after I graduated. I think that's a benefit to being at John Carroll. It's nice to have those resources. And if you are someone that's not having people reach out to you, don't be afraid to reach out to your friends or your ex-teammates because I'm sure some of them are struggling or they might be excited they're done. But in some way or like mentally, they could be missing some aspects like deeper down within in them that they're not sure about. Like I know... I still reach out to a lot of my um, old teammates and they were struggling. And even if you don't realize, like, you you probably do miss the sport, which is also fine. But it is also a good thing that, like Gwen is saying here, she's able to identify herself as something else. Can you maybe explain um, anything that helped you, like, change your identity identity from a swimmer? Because I actually even remember in college I would sometimes go and watch Gwen's swim meets, and, oh, my gosh, she's, like, the star of the whole entire meet. They'd be racing against 
all these other teams and the whole time everyone is just like when's Gwen swimming when's Gwen swimming I want to watch her swim so like do you think that has like affected you in anything or do you miss any of that no I I loved that like when people would be like when's she swimming go Gwen like it built up such a confidence that's carried over into my professional career and kind of a competitive edge that I I loved that energy but going to your point of do you miss it? I guess when it comes to missing a sport, I, I don't miss swimming at all. I'll be completely transparent. I have not really gotten back in a pool since I've graduated. I've been done with it. But I have missed certain aspects of the sport. So it's finding ways to fulfill the things that you missed that weren't the sport itself. So for me, I really missed being competitive and having a community. So my advice would be to take the thing, like the aspects that you actually missed from the sport and find ways to apply them in your life outside of it it's great advice and if you've listened to our last podcast episode about athletic identity julie and i actually touched on stuff like this like for example gwen is such an amazing swimmer and works so hard but now she's been able to take her hard work and her efficiency into her real job which is something that maybe you guys listening are able to do and maybe you don't realize that all these skills you've gained from your sport are something that you could take on further with yourself and identify yourself with I wanted to bring Gwen on because I just thought it's super interesting for someone that was such an amazing swimmer to just hate the sport which I'm sure there's a lot of other athletes out there that are extremely like happy to be done with their sport which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that like give you guys kudos you played the sport your whole time and you may have hated it like that's might be even harder than playing a sport and actually loving it and then being done do you think like do you think that made it easier for you to transition into how you identify yourself now because you almost like despised the sport and it was almost like a toxic trait connected to you definitely I mean when I ended my sport like I said I was super happy thrilled And I graduated again at a weird time with COVID, so our swim season was super wonky. Practices were at weird times. It just wasn't the same, so I felt like I was able to get closure on the sport. So when I was done, I wasn't, like, missing practices or craving being with my teammates. I think that's something that people who just end sports abruptly, um, like soccer, for instance, you guys go through tournament. You don't really know when your season's going to be done. With swimming, I know when my season's going to be done. I know when our last meet is. So I was able to kind of mentally prepare myself for that transition. And so with that being said, it wasn't really a hard thing. I was excited to be done, have some freedom finally. Um, So it wasn't that difficult, to be honest. Which is great to hear because there's actually two different types of transitions out of sports, which I'm going to be talking about in a further episode down the line. And just about how some people like actually voluntarily kind of finished. Not that you voluntarily finished, but you knew when it was going to end. Then the other topic is the crisis transition which is something I'll be talking about for those that are struggling with just abruptly ending and having like no like no kind of closure with this sport but that's amazing that like even though you're so good and then it almost became a toxic thing you're able to re-identify yourself as this amazing daughter and this amazing friend and this amazing co-worker but I just think it's so interesting that you hate swimming like can you explain that to me well don't get me wrong, I love the sport and I'm so thankful that I had the opportunity to grow up and be the athlete that I was. But you know, getting into a cold pool at 6am a day after day was really painful and I like breathing and I like not being cold. So those are really the reasons I was excited to be done. I can stay in bed on a Saturday until like 9pm, not get up at 
4 a.m. every day. This is so funny because, I mean, if you're swimming in anywhere in the north, it's freezing. So I couldn't imagine anyone, Gwen, wanting to get into a pool at 9 a.m. when it's 20 degrees out. Oh, my gosh. I would leave the pool. My hair would be frozen. I, could, I, I have longer hair, but I could, like, stick it straight up. My coaches would always laugh at me because it'd be the morning practices, and I would just stand on the edge of the pool, like, contemplating my whole life. Like, am I actually about to dive into a pool voluntarily, get, like, destroyed by a crazy set? I'm like, yeah, I'm about to do this. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> but they would laugh because they'd have to yell at me to get in every day. <laughs> oh, this is just so funny because I've known Gwen forever, and I had no idea about any of this stuff. It's just so interesting to hear. <laughs> and I guess going off the point, it, it was kind of a thing in college. I thought I was going to quit swimming every single year. <laughs> I would go to my friends at the end of like my sophomore year, my junior year, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Da 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 da. And then months would go by, and I'm like, I have to do it. Like I owe it to myself, my team. I have to push through, and I'm so beyond thankful that I did because I've gotten amazing experiences, amazing connections, amazing friends, and a network for life through John Carroll. Which is amazing. Like, <clears throat> I'm sure there's a lot of athletes that are so thankful for their sport because it has connected you to so many things, but then also maybe it could have some down effects. But that's okay, like, if you're having mm -hmm. struggles with finishing or if you're like Gwen and, like, have moved on and stuff, there's absolutely nothing wrong with either of those things. Um, Gwen, I'm just curious because I know, like, maybe from not a – a team sport more of like an individual sport because you almost have to swim for your own times do you think there's any characteristics that those that has taken with you like instead of being from a team player which you are a team player but do you think being like so individually focused even affected this swimmer identity that you had more yeah I mean swimming's an interesting sport because you are on a team but the results come from your hard work. You're not relying on someone else to score a goal, someone to defend the goal. If you want to swim fast, you have to put the work in and out of the pool every day. And translating that over to kind of a professional sense or even just day to day, you realize you can't get results if you don't just do it, as Nike would say. <laughs> oh, gosh, you might get sued by Nike now. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> All right. Also, along with that, I just was curious if um, I know we've talked about this before, but just for everyone else listening to here, do you think because you're like swimming and everyone is always looking at your body that has affected you in any way? Because I know like as a player in season, I remember we'd try and look, I guess, a little more lean and have more muscle than we would in off season when we were almost like not really as nervous about our bodies but that also might just mean I definitely still struggled with how I looked and everything like that but I'm just curious because like I don't know if you had to like weigh in I don't really know how swimming works like can you just like touch on that yeah swimming's also an interesting sport in that aspect because you're basically half naked when you're doing your sport you're in a swimsuit everything's kind of out <laughs> it has to be weird because you're like basically naked swimming around in these pools but it does make you conscious of what people are seeing on the pool deck. Um, I mean, over some season, you'll get a little bulkier. You're going to put on some muscle. But if your suit's a little tight one, one year over another, it definitely hits, hits your brain a little bit. You get a little tweaked out. So I was always conscious of how I looked. And I don't think it developed a very good body image for me. I think I constantly always think about it. You'd be walking in front of a mirror. You're like, I'm going to be in a swimsuit in front of all these people. So I was honestly super self-conscious of it. Um, can you, like, have you mentally been affected? Like, give us, like, like, do you have any deep stories you remember? If you want to share, if not, like, 
don't worry. So you don't have to share anything you don't want to. I've always struggled with eating in sports. When I tore my ACL in high school, I, I, yeah, I was so used to working out every single day that when I tore my ACL, I was like, I'm not working out. I can't eat. And granted, I'm 5'8", for reference, and trigger warning, I got down to almost 100 pounds. So I was extremely anorexic. I didn't want to eat because I was so nervous that I wasn't working out that I, I couldn't eat. And I that kind of toxic trait has always like lingered in the back of my mind. Um, and with swimming, it wasn't helpful either. And now that I'm done, I'm not swimming for two hours a day in a pool. So obviously your body's going to be seeing changes. I'm not as like muscular as I once was. I'm, my workouts aren't the same and my body's definitely changed. I have a better relationship with food than I did when I was in college, but it's definitely hard seeing your body change and not be as fit or be as lean as you once were. I definitely think that's that's very valid, and that's what a lot of athletes struggle struggle with, both male and female, because I have some other athletes that we're going to interview, and there's some males, and they've mentioned this stuff to me before, and I just think it's a super interesting topic and something that is being um, made more aware of. But, like, even when you're done, like, you're going to get the same workout that you did before, and you're never going to have the same body that you did unless you go and replicate all the 400-meter swims you're doing or something like that. But is there any... Like, how has that affected you now? Like, once you finish, what's like the main, just like a main few things you think have affected you, or any memories you have of you're like, oh my gosh, like if I was swimming right now, this would be completely different. I have to remind myself that your body can do amazing things when you put the work to it. I mean, I was swimming two hours a day, lifting four times a week, doing different dry land exercises after practice, and. I worked out that real quick. If you don't know what dry land means, it means they're not swimming in the pool. They're like running or something like that. <laughs> and I to, yes, sorry for those non-swimmers. Dry land workouts on land. <laughs> yeah, so so you have to remind yourself that the work you do it's gonna affect the way you look, how you feel, and when you're not doing those, it's not a bad thing. Now I have a way more balanced workout lifestyle, eating habits. Because I wasn't, I'm not competing to swim the best time. I'm just trying to be healthy and live a balanced lifestyle. And that's something I just remind myself, Gwen, you're not really a swimmer anymore. You're you're done with swimming. So be a normal human. <laughs> this, like, this might be more difficult for others because, I mean, if you guys listen to the first episode, sorry, I keep relating back to the other ones, but like, I'm a crazy workout person and Gwen's a cra- crazy workout person. So like, we kind of understand not so much the I guess you could say we kind of understand the fitness, eating, and nutritional health and stuff like that. But if you're listening and you don't understand stuff like that, um, there's ways to learn about it. And we're going to have an episode about all this, these topics as well because there's you're not always knowledgeable about these things. So it could be even more difficult in this transition because, I mean, thankfully Gwen and I have both grown up with pretty athletic families. And so we've kind of been taught our whole lives how to not... I mean, kind of maintain this stuff and like just live a healthy lifestyle. But I know there's plenty of people out there who once they're done with this sport, it's almost impossible to understand how to live a healthy lifestyle without playing the sport 24 seven. I think Gwen and I perspective may be a little different than someone else's. Definitely. I, I grew up in a very active athletic family. Working out's kind of ingrained in my mind. If I don't do something physically active for like two days at least if I miss it for two days I go crazy like mentally I can't take not working out and that's just been like instilled in my genetics so the transition I knew working out was never going to be a big problem for me it was more of the the mental health aspect 
And can like have you? Do you think you've ever had like some depressive feelings from this or anxiety? Because I know I still have anxiety about like not getting in the same workout or maybe being able to play soccer again. I have anxiety about the quality of my workouts not being the same. Again, Charlie mentioned I'm a little crazy <laughs> with working out, so I have like criteria when I work out that I have to meet, and I think that's because of swimming. I'm like, okay, I have to have my warm up. I have to have this. I have to do so much cardio so I have anxiety that my workouts aren't as good (laughs) we literally went to dinner last night and I was like Gwen did you work out today she's like yeah but it didn't hit my criteria and then I'm like I don't think you realize that you're probably doing more than the average person that's something you should like be proud of yourself for and I know it's so hard to just change that thought process but you almost need to learn how to thank your body more because you're doing so much more I think that's the sports <laughs> drilled into our minds for our entire lives. Like, this isn't good enough. So then you're, like, anxious about not working out enough or sweating enough. And necessarily, I don't think that's the healthiest mindset to have <laughs> at all. It's definitely not. <laughs> I think it's I've done sports for so long, I'm like, I have to work out. Like, it's not, like, a choice. I'm like, I have to. It has to be grilled into my schedule. And sometimes I, I'm like, Gwen, you need to take a step back, relax. Like, if you don't work out today... It's okay. Your body's not going to change. Work out tomorrow. Go on a walk. Do something. But don't take yourself as seriously. I don't have these insane goals to meet, but I just want to be a healthy human. So I have to remind myself, it's okay if you don't work out. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely something... You and I probably both need to work on, but also there's some people listening that probably don't have this issue, and sorry if you can't relate to this. This is just a topic I wanted to bring on and a guest I wanted to bring on because I thought your story was super interesting. But before we finish, Gwen, I I was just curious, Like, can you maybe give us three tips or tricks or things that you think helped you re-identify yourself as this new person who you are like in like now you're two years out of swimming and you're not obviously you rarely swim anymore but in the moment when you're done do you think there's anything that specifically helped you like that can maybe help others that maybe are happy to be done with their sport but then get that depressive feeling a few months after they're done three things find a community of people of like-minded people they'll help you through different difficult times they'll help push you to be better find a community of people you don't normally see um, something that you get excited about the next would be don't take yourself too seriously I had the best season of my life when I just had fun and obviously work hard train hard but don't beat yourself up if you're not making a certain time if you're not hitting your goals in soccer I don't know how you do that but don't take yourself so seriously (laughs) also don't take yourself so seriously I think that's a great point don't take yourself so seriously when you're done playing because we want to when you're done playing you want to more like appreciate what you've done and like you've done so much more than you're probably thinking that you've done like if you've played a sport in college you're already being so serious and so selfish most of the time so now is the time to be like wow I did that like wow I'm amazing I trained this much so if you're still in college sports as Gwen said maybe like try to enjoy it more which I know can be insanely difficult like we're going to talk about that but when you're done also learn to have fun with being done with the sport definitely My last thing is find an aspect of your sport you loved and try to apply it in your life. I love being competitive. I have a very winning mentality. So I've found different hobbies. I've gotten into CrossFit, triathlons, and that fulfills that competitive edge I was craving. So find some aspect of your sport that you loved and try to find a way to apply it. Gwen, I think those are amazing, like, 
uh, those are definitely thank you. Those are definitely going to be some tips that could possibly help our listeners and just anyone in the community that is struggling with retiring after sports or someone that needs to repurpose themselves after sports. But once again, Gwen, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, if you listen to this podcast, I'm so thankful for all the listeners, and especially if you listened all the way through. I know we might not have the best podcast at the moment, but it's something where Julie and I are working on very hardly because, as she's mentioned several times, and I, we just want to have a community. And Gwen, thank you so much for bringing on your opinions and just maybe giving a new perspective so to some of the listeners out there. We're so thankful to have people like you in our lives that are willing to share their stories and possibly help other athletes. So once again. Thank you so much for listening to the Reps Podcast. Please leave a review, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and once again, if you'd rather watch it, it is available on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. Go like, subscribe, follow, favorite, love Charlie, love Julia, support the podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Gwen.